0: Hey, good morning. It is Thursday, March third, twenty twenty-two. The day after Dua Lipa came to town. I didn't go, <laughs> Kelly, and I feel like I've done such a disservice to myself, my friends, DC. Ugh.
1: Why didn't you go?
0: I don't know. I, I like forgot it was happening, and then you know the whole land war in Europe thing. I was gonna buy tickets, and I didn't buy tickets, and supply chain, and other excuses. You know, the next thing I know. I saw people posting they were going to the concert, and I was like, oh, I, that was what I forgot to do this week, get Dua Lipa tickets.
1: It's apparently one of the best shows out there, so she gives quite the performance. I know this because I follow all of my teenage daughter's friends on Instagram, and they were all there.
0: There you go. <laughs> so. And people were posting photos at the end of the concert, which I haven't been at the end of a concert in, since like the 90s, but it was like... The lights came up, people were still dancing, there were drunkards on the floor, there was like glitter everywhere and people like missing clothes. It was just like, it felt like nature was healing. You know, it felt like a concert (laughs) from 2019.
1: Live from DC. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in DC on the real fun DC channel and on demand anytime, anywhere
0: you get your podcasts. And I'm not really sure why first thing this morning, uh, has given us hearts, but you know what? I'll take hearts anytime. Thanks, Erica. Appreciate you. <laughs> Little Facebook That's comment good. there.
1: That that is really nice. All right. So let's talk about uh, ways that we are um, praying and standing with Ukraine. And of course, the National Cathedral, which is known for um, lighting up the cathedral to support all sorts of different causes, has lit up the cathedral uh, blue and yellow. This is on their Instagram page. It started last night. It will continue tonight, uh, Thursday and Friday. And then what's really cool on Saturday, they're having sort of an outdoor Festival concert where there's, um, you know, opportunities, of course, to say prayers, and uh, they will be featuring Ukrainian music. Awesome! And the church bells will be um, uh, playing uh "Pray for Ukraine," and it just uh, kind of a interesting way to get involved. And, and I think people, so many people, right now, of course, are like just horrified about what's happening. But I, we also are learning so much about the country totally. and their strong um, nationality and their pride that they have for their country is just unbelievable uh and so this is just another opportunity to to learn even more about it so um that's really cool because it's like two blocks from my house too and it just seems like a great way to spend a saturday afternoon
0: easy to go check out i don't know about you but you wake up every morning like i check twitter the first thing in the morning to make to yeah. see what happens with ukraine like it's it's literally the first thing i do before i get out of bed
1: i know i know i know um it's just it, it's amazing they're 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 holding strong and and they're 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 fighting hard and it's just, it's incredible.
0: Will you be honest with me for a second?
1: Mm. Yes.
0: How much of a crush do you have on Zelensky?
1: <laughs> he's kind of a badass. He's a little totally. short, but he, he he's a total <laughs> badass.
0: I mean, that guy! Holy crap! Like, wow! Wow! I
1: always have a soft soft spot for comedians too. So you know, given that that was his former career, and now he's you know standing strong and staying in his countries, it's it's pretty awesome
0: that's true and then when that comedian stands up against a dickhead dictator you're like you're even cooler way to go <laughs> if i didn't think a comedian could be any cooler it is funny to see the juxtaposition of like the clips of him as an actor and now we see him now like wow yeah. just what a what a like transformation you know like just yeah. unbelievable to see him as yeah. paddington bear and now you know defending democracy know. on the tip of eastern europe unbelievable guy it it, it he really is he really is and there's a woman too who's uh one of the members of parliament who i i don't remember her name but she's like alexandra yeah she's like i should be gardening today but instead i'm making maltov cocktails like she's just oh she's, she
1: gave yeah. the best bitchy resting face to savannah guthrie oh my god that interview is just i saw it on tiktok it was oh i didn't just, see it what happened i saved it on my video she's just was like you know well i mean i don't want to get political but it was right at the day after biden's speech and she's mm-hmm. like no, he did not do enough. And here's why. But like in her Ukrainian accent, it just came off very harsh and very direct. And you don't. Yeah. It's so refreshing, especially in you know morning television. You don't really see that. Um, so uh, she is. She's fired up. She is fired up. Um, but I know she's making the rounds, but she yeah. just she's she's got a lot to say.
0: Totally. Totally. And this morning I was reading, too, that um I think Bloomberg reported that they seized one of the Russian oligarchs. France seized a yacht. And then yesterday, Germany seized a yacht, these like $100 million yachts, like this unbelievable thing of yachtness, which I hope they're seizing them, selling them and putting that into the javelin fund.
1: Yeah, putting the squeeze.
0: Yep, yep. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. So thoughts, our, our thoughts, our actions, our prayers should be going to people of Ukraine. Uh, Jose Andres World Central Kitchen, of course, is at the Polish border. That's a great place to give if you if you want to find a way to like do something. I know UNICEF is on the ground. There's a lot of organizations on the ground. Just be sure to double check where you're sending it. You know, I don't think there's been a ton of like fraudsters out there, but bad people will do bad things in times of crisis. So just make sure you're giving to a great organization
1: and wear your blue and yellow. I'm wearing my
0: yellow today. This is only yellow yellow. I have.
1: This the only yellow I have in my closet, so <laughs> I've worn it for the last couple of days.
0: <laughs> also, if you scroll up, isn't that doesn't that have an American flag on it? No. Oh, I, I okay. I thought it was yeah. your I thought you had like a yellow Ralph Lauren American flag. I do. It right.
1: was a rental. It was yeah. a rental.
0: Uh, oh. Oh, I haven't talked to you in a few days. Your video, so you went to the protest at the Russian embassy. You went to go check that out. What was that like?
1: Well, I sort of unintentionally, I was outside with the dogs. It was a really nice day. And like I heard, I I, literally the Russian embassy, I am not joking, is a half a block. The back of the embassy is a half a block from my house. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've had a, it's been a lot of activity been going on in our neighborhood. I bet there's a lot of just like
0: cable trucks just sitting around and like.
1: I mean, unmarked vehicles. There's a woman who I've never seen before. That's all of a sudden like walking down my block multiple times and she's like on the on the phone.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. I've never seen, I mean, she goes up and down. Anyway, there's, there's a lot of activity. Anyway, so I heard all yeah, this horn honking. In, maybe she's new to the neighborhood. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, all these hor- horns were honking. And, uh, what they were doing was, it was a big bunch of cars. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, 100, 150 cars, and they were circling the Russian embassy, which goes back through my neighborhood. And so literally, our neighborhood was like lock jam on a Sunday afternoon with people with music and flags and honking their horns, oh, wow. weaving up to the um, embassy. And eventually that that um, caravan went down to the White House ah. uh, for that protest. Um, but it was quite the, the the scene there. And just to see all the support. And again, just like, you know, it just, I was so amazed and emotional about it. I mean, obviously, it's a horrible thing, and I can't. I, I I think about that a lot, but it's amazing how proud they are and how firm and and strong they want to be for for their country. It's yeah. it, it's just really amazing. So yeah, I, I I got I got to see that and and sort of have a front seat to that.
0: And I watched your IG story. I had an actual LOL moment when you talked about, like, you showed video of the horns and the cars and everything. And then you walked back with a selfie video. (laughs) And you were wearing red, (laughs) which is the only color you own in coats.
1: (laughs) I mean, I felt like such... When I went in front of the embassy... And I was like talking to people and taking some photos and everyone's in in blue and yellow and maybe, you know, black, but no one was in red. Yeah, totally. I realized I had my red coat on and Patrick's like, my husband turns to me, he's like, I think we should exit stage, (laughs) right? You are wearing a red coat. You're in front of the embassy. (laughs) It's probably why people don't want to talk to you.
0: Um,
1: Well, anyway, I don't have a yellow coat.
0: Fashion, you know, I know. And you can't even go buy a yellow coat at the Amazon store pretty soon.
1: That's right. So the news is breaking uh, just as the brand new Whole Foods opened up in Georgetown where you don't need a, a credit card to go in. You just swipe your palm. Um, they are now. It's so crazy. They are now closing all their Amazon stores that had the books and the housewares and the toys and all that. All of them, all, all throughout the country are closing. Wow. But here in the D.C., greater D.C. area, we have um, six of them. So those are shutting down. And as Amazon says to focus on their Whole Foods uh markets and they're amazon fresh
0: it makes me so sad because i would use that amazon store in georgetown for a last minute gift whenever i need a gift for anybody for something because i'm terrible at thinking ahead so i would always go in there and be like hey you get an echo <laughs> here we go <laughs> found this book that i thought you might really appreciate so no. well, that you makes can still me sad you
1: can still order it online
0: Yeah, but there's something about like a last minute gift and having that adrenaline fear of not having anything that makes you make (laughs) some really fun choices. So,
1: okay. Well, sorry, Tommy, you're going to have to find something else.
0: I need to step it up, please. Um, (laughs) Speaking of bookstores going out, Kelly, you know that I have my um, other podcast called Walk a Mile, and I've had the opportunity to talk to Senator Mark Warner and Chef Tim Ma. I've got an interview with Alicia Clark, WNBA's uh, Mystics player who won two championships in Seattle. And Mm -hmm. the latest episode I just put out is with Dr. Carla Hayden, who we've talked to many times, Librarian of Congress. That's up. You can just search Walk a Mile anywhere you get your podcasts. But I asked her a question, which may have been the most consequential question I've ever asked in an interview. And you and I have been doing this for more than a decade. You know I've asked a lot of questions. We've gotten some really fun answers. Dr. Carla Hayden, in one answer, in one word, changed my relationship with books forever. Can I give you a sneak peek of the episode?
1: Uh, For sure.
0: Here we go. Do you think in your professional opinion, listening to an audio book counts as reading a book? Yes. Great. I've read so many books then, Dr. Hayden. And that's what I want people
1: to appreciate and not feel guilty because it's story, it's listening, and people read in different ways. And sometimes we stereotype reading, and you have to read this book like this, and you have to, and my thing that really gets me and turns off a lot of kids, you have to finish the book if you don't like it. No, you don't, put it down. There are millions of books. <laughs> don't make it something like broccoli. Yeah. You know, that you have to finish it. No, if this book isn't for you, Put it aside. Get another one.
0: I've got a librarian from my high school I'd like you to give a phone call to.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, it, it's generational. And I I have a lot of people that still feel that they have to finish the book, even if they don't like it. No, you don't.
0: She wouldn't actually call the librarian for me. I tried.
1: <laughs> um, she's a pretty busy and an important lady, so I think she's got other things to do.
0: <laughs> right. But I think if like the, like the the top librarian in the land calls middle management, that's going to stir some things up. But... <laughs> She did. She wouldn't do that. But we walked around the the Library of Congress. And I thought we would just go for like a little hee haw walk around and ask her some questions. She curated this entire day, where we walked like into her ceremonial office. And she's like, Oh, by the way, here's the contents of Abe Lincoln's pockets. And he was assassinated. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then she's like, oh, yeah, over here is the letters that he and Frederick Douglass were sharing when he thought he wasn't going to win reelection. And they had to, they had a whole plan of how to save enslaved people from the south if Lincoln lost the election. I was like, oh, OK, well, let's look, give those a look. George That's Washington's amazing. inauguration written in his own hand, like his speech. Insane. Insane. That's really cool. We looked at um, how uh, and you got to listen to the episode. Walk a mile. Dr. Carl Hayden just came out. But it's um we went into this like music area and she had Jonathan Larson's notes from when he was writing rent. And literally you can see he worked out five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes, but he did it the old school way with like long division, like that kids today wouldn't know how to do. Like he used the like bracket and like the way us over thirty used it did long division. It was, a, That's... It was amazing. It was a, the, just amazing.
1: Yeah, that place is a treasure.
0: Totally. Totally. And to walk around there with her, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. They put a lot of the library of Congress, put a lot of work into like this episode and I hope you get to try it. Cause it's, Oh man, it was such a great day.
1: That's fun. That's fun that you have video to go with it too.
0: Totally. And there's also like a bunch of, you know, there's like a bunch of old school baseball publications and things. If you want to like look back Kelly to the history of when baseball seasons, you know, happened on time in America.
1: Yeah, the lockout's still going on. I know, Tommy. Thanks. Yep. So You're the I toss that over to you. Yeah. You, you know yeah, more about that than I do. Yeah. So we do I mean, everyone knows that they were they they negotiations are stalled. Uh, a lot of finger pointing going on. Uh spring training obviously is not happening. And so the Nats uh I believe it was yesterday. Uh, reached out to their season ticket holders because that was the big question because the first two basically the the first two series across the league have been cancelled so that affects the Nats um as they are playing philly in april Ah. so those home games have been cancelled and you get a refund uh if you still owe money like i do on their season tickets you get a refund for the value of those tickets um if you've already paid for your plan you'll that money goes into your um into your e-cash
0: Hey but right. good news is you were concerned that the Capital Food Fight would fall on the San as opening day so now you're free. That's great.
1: That's that series has not been canceled. What? That's April the April 7th one cuz they only canceled the first two series. That was the third series. It's complicated. Their first series is against the Mets away. Oh, they've been then away. Then they come home and okay. and then they come home in that series but I yes. Anywho, is probably gonna, yeah, it's going to be canceled for sure. Mm then more more games to be canceled because the players are seeing if you've seen any of the tweets of some of the players from all around the league they they are standing their ground
0: i did love watching max scherzer um as like a union boss (laughs) right like you see him as like the same anger he brings to the mound he brings to negotiations so you know that's something he's
1: an intimidating person just totally with his his stature and his two different color eyes so (laughs) yeah he's, he's a perfect person to be involved he's very eloquent and uh standing his ground it's great to see
0: that's exactly how i describe it he's very eloquent and he is yeah he's a badass and he's just like here's all the deal here's everything i got and i yeah the same same energy as the mound he brings to and i I can't (laughs) even imagine what he's like behind the closed doors when they're actually like sitting across the table from each other
1: oh i bet he gives the best stare
0: (laughs) Isn't it funny how how in a man it's called stare, but if a woman did it, it'd be called bitchy resting face. Max Scherzer, I'm sure, gives great bitchy resting face. You know?
1: You say that to his face. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> no, I'd be afraid to. <laughs> it's got the two color eyes. Um. In happy news of the, like, things are coming back, things are going on, we are so excited to announce that the Scope It Out 5K with our partners at the Colorectal Cancer Alliance is back this year. Freedom Plaza, Sunday, March 27th. It's going to be a great morning and a great 5K.
1: I love this. And as someone that's getting their colonoscopy for the first time in a couple months, um, their campaign to sort of like get rid of the stigma around getting a colonoscopy and really bring awareness to how preventative and how treatable this cancer can be if you get it early, it's just been incredible.
0: Yeah. And we went back to the archives. This is the excitement From the 2019 Scope It Out, which we are going to recreate that and then some this year. On behalf of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance, we are here today to crush colon cancer. Who's with us? In 2009, colorectal cancer was the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths, and today it still is the second leading cause. We have a lot of work to do. Stop! So much for making it happen. Go it, oh, uh, so
1: it out! 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 out!
0: out! Ah, so awesome!
1: Yeah, of course, March is color uh, Cancer Awareness Month, right? That's why you and the color is blue. That's why you see the blue hair and the blue T-shirts. Uh, So that's great that to have that back. It was one of the first events that was canceled back in 2020 in D.C. when everything was just starting to happen. So it's going to be a party this year.
0: Yes, absolutely. Celebrating survivors and encouraging people fighting and running a 5K up Pennsylvania Avenue around the Capitol. It's awesome. Scope it out 5K.com if you want to get involved. We've got a team, and we'd love to see you there on March 27th, Sunday morning. So uh, we are on Baby Watch. Around here, Cal.
1: <laughs> I mean, you and I are not technically on Baby Watch, but no.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm on Baby Watch. I am on. I am watching the live bald eagle camera at the National Arboretum like a hawk
1: or like an eagle. Ah!
0: <laughs> and I got a note from USDA that they have two eggs. They're watching them. I had a chat about the bald eagles with Dr. Richard Olson, who's the director of the United States National Arboretum. He joined us to like talk about the setup of the camera how you can watch it because it is streaming live right now there it is that was from last night you can check it out oh
2: we we try to be unobtrusive with the cameras we have two cameras two microphones an infrared camera so we can see at night uh, and so it's really we're, we have to let nature happen i mean the, the the bald eagle is still a protected species the nest when it's active is uh, the grounds are limited access so that you don't disturb uh, the nesting pair. Uh, last thing you want to do is have them leave uh, or abandon the nest.
0: Do you have any thoughts on the timeline? It's March 1st that we're recording this. Uh, do, will we have a hatchling in a week, two weeks, two months?
2: Yeah, so the the first step is, uh, you know, there was two eggs, which is also a big deal because uh, they... Uh, When there's just one egg you can start incubating right away which triggers the the process which can take uh about five weeks uh when you have when the the, the the eagles think they may have a second egg coming they sort of don't incubate the first egg right away um they keep it warm or whatnot but they're not really actively incubating it so to speak because they want the two eggs to hatch at the same time i'm thinking we're about three weeks away from the uh possibly you know hatching watch um, which is obviously the big big to do so that's
0: awesome that, and it gives them to look forward to you know like what yeah. a what a great like spring is coming kind of thing right after peak bloom of cherry blossoms we're gonna have a bald eagle hatch or two yeah. hopefully
2: yeah yeah and it is you know the nest is in our azalea collection which is on mount hamilton uh and it's a a, a prominent collection the azalea collection is really why the national Arboretum. Uh, one of the early uh, triggers to opening the Nash Arboretum to the public, and there's a longer story there with uh, history um, uh, basically, World War II and the Great Depression got in the way. Uh, so we were open by the 1950s. The azaleas were beautiful. They're one of our early breeding projects.
0: In the past, um, you know, the Eagle Cam has brought a lot of attention to the Arboretum. How important are Eagle hatchings to getting people interested in the Arboretum and then learning about the other programs and other things you're doing there.
2: Well, I think it's a, that's a, that's a good question. And uh, it's important to recognize that you know, the National Arboretum first and foremost, we're a, a science based uh, collections based research Institute. i not unlike the Smithsonian, Uh, but our collections are living Um, they grow uh, and they're on the grounds arranging aesthetic displays and gardens we're we have 451 acres in washington dc that's more than one percent of the total land area of washington dc and so we're open and we recognize that not everyone comes because they're they're studying the plant material But, but but whatever for whatever reason they come uh it is a a gateway and an introduction to the the other things that we do maybe people have never thought that you know about that tulip popper that that eagle nest is in what is a tulip popper? is it native uh how long has it been on the planet well you know it's a primitive angiosperm it's been around 120 150 million years uh so dates to the dinosaurs it's uh in the magnolia family so those are the things that you hope that you know some people will, will resonate but we recognize that it won't uh and uh but it has garnered a lot of attention in the early years something on the order of 50 uh, almost all i think it was all 50 states something like 100 countries i mean people were watching this thing from all around all around uh and so it 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 is good recognition of the of the value of of this what we do here at the national arboretum in washington dc a
0: big thanks to dr olson for hopping in with us on that uh it's so cool to watch i've been watching it live i'm going to share a screen for you to check out Kelly. It just
1: I was I was watching it during the interview. <laughs>
0: nice. It's just hanging out there and it's but, so, Mr. President the... and Flotus. Flotus, yes. are the
1: and, yeah. and and there's been controversy in years past like the the and I don't know if it's the same set of eagles but like the you know if the male eagle doesn't return um has he abandoned the female eagle did he find another partner like but then I think the eagle left for a while and then came back cuz cuz the the mother stays with the egg. Yes. And the the dad is out getting food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an impressive nest. I mean, totally. that took some that took some work. Um, so we'll see.
0: I asked about this. So there was drama and I was like, they come every year. Right. And He's like, no, they don't come every year. And then he reminded me, right, the drama of the Eagles, that there was a couple, Calvin and Grace, named mm-hmm. after Calvin Coolidge and his wife, because the Calvin Coolidge was the guy who started the Arboretum when he was president. And then Grace flew the coop because they had some kind of a marital spat. And he, Mr. President, got like a younger eagle that now is like his partner. And so they think that this younger eagle and him are the ones who are um, the parents of these two eggs. Hmm. Yeah. Well, wish them luck. Some true Real Housewives stuff going on there between those (laughs) two eagles. Um, Also, we want to get to an interview about the D.C. Central Kitchen Capital Food Fight. It is back. Are you ready, Kelly?
1: I'm so ready. I'm so excited that we're a part of it again. I'm ready to go to the anthem and eat and drink and uh, raise money for a great local organization.
0: April 7th, market calendars we've got plans we're going somewhere to a place it's back at the anthem the dc central kitchen capital food fight
1: i am so excited now it's usually in the fall but because of all the things and you know the things it's now going to be in the spring april 7th like tommy said and it is in person
0: and the guy who's been like planning the food fight for a year and a half running around like I got it I got it I got it oh it's over here no it's over here I'm gonna move it over here he insisted it would be in person and gosh darn it it's happening Mike Curtin who runs the DC Central Kitchen welcome to the show how's it going it's going
3: great Kelly and Tommy it's fabulous to talk to you and, and I can't wait to be with you all in April
0: you were like adamant as we were planning this whole thing you're like it's happening in person it's got to be in person and we did one in, yeah. in virtual but now the next one's got to be in person so what can we yeah. expect when we're in well, person
3: well i, I as as uh, as you know we discussed I, I wanted this to be full on you know no holds barred capital food fight what we've come to love and expect and, and just and want so badly even more now uh so uh, we're gonna have a great lineup of chefs um uh, we got uh crane chef and partner pepe Moncayo. we have Brittany anderson from lenny who was just on last season of top chef We've got Ooze and Oz chefs, Aji Abed, considered one of the the best soul food restaurants in the country right here in Washington, D.C. Uh, and the points executive chef, Benjamin Lambert, who is going to be one of our neighbors at our, at our new space down on Buzzard Point.
0: That's awesome. Everyone's excited about it. And uh, we're going to have the same sort of experience, the chefs battling on the stage. And then what can people um get when they get tickets because tickets are on sale now and there's there's a limited more of a limited number than there usually is so it's let's go people grab let's
3: get on it tickets went on sale friday morning they are they are going they are selling which is awesome to see um we are working with the restaurants now typically in the past as tommy and kelly know we've had about 80 restaurant chefs uh, mixologists handing out samples food drink we might not hit that number this year uh, but we're going to have well into the 50, 60 or so great food establishments. Uh, we know restaurants have been up against it these last two years, uh, and so we we are doing the best we can to to help folks accommodate or make it that evening. Uh, and and as always, part of the, the reason we do this event is to lift up the restaurant community, to thank them in many ways for believing in us for 33 years. I say this all the time that without the the, the belief and support and the commitment of the restaurant community, DC Central Kitchen never would have made it off the drawing board. You know, 33 years ago when Robert Egger came up with this idea about using food in in a creative way, not only to feed people, but to build communities, to to empower minds and to create opportunity and, and fight poverty, People thought it was a batshit crazy idea, except the batshit crazy restaurant community. And they've been with us that whole way. Uh, and, and we always want to thank them and support them. And, and we hope everyone who comes to our event will go out throughout the year and support these amazing community uh, outposts uh, for the, and, and employment uh, opportunities for the, for the work they do in our community every single day, and particularly over the last two years.
1: Mike, I'm so glad that you said that because it's just been heartbreaking to see the restaurants go through all the things that they've had to do the last couple of years. So this is a night to really celebrate the culinary industry and how it does really make a difference of people's lives and getting into the workforce. And it's it's sort of like appropriate time, right, yeah. to to kind of do that on April 7th.
3: Ab- absolutely. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm a recovering restaurateur myself and so i I feel you know very close to that community still um you know I, I think our our friend tony our late friend and and you know former uh food fight regular Tony Bourdain often talked about uh you know you could always tell someone who worked in a restaurant because mm-hmm. they had a, a, that extra bit of empathy you know they mm-hmm. say he's heavy you know there's something about a person who's who's stood between an empty stomach and a twenty eight dollar pork chop that just gives you a greater insight into people. Uh, and I've I've long said that I think everyone should have to work at restaurants, uh, and um, you know they they are the cornerstone of our communities. They are where most people get many people get their first job. Uh, they are a, a path to greater opportunities, as we've seen with the explosion of the food culture and, and the the chef liberty culture that that exists now. Uh, and and they are just an amazing part of of what we we do every day. And, and I think over the last couple of years we've learned how much we've taken that for granted. And how yeah. much we really want to get back there and be with these folks and, and, and enjoy the, their creativity, their innovation, um, and and just their, their skill and talent.
1: My second favorite thing after the restaurants and the hospitality industry is, of course, supporting um, the, our local sports team. Because in the past, you've had sort of celebrity judges. Uh, and I know Ryan Zimmerman, recently retired Mr. National, uh, has been a part of that. Him and his wife, Heather Um, I did not see that on the website or the official invite, so I just want to, like, know what's going on there. It's the whole reason we we
0: had this conversation (laughs) with you. It's the whole reason we (laughs) want to talk to you, Mike.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We can't play all of our cards at at once. We we are very hopeful. As you said, Heather and Ryan have been amazing uh, friends and supporters. They used to come to the event. Uh, And just, you know, sneak around and and pretend no one knew them and and eat and drink. And then when we invited him on stage, he's like, wow, this is this is great. Uh, So we are certainly hopeful. Um, You know, quite honestly, I'd much rather him be at spring uh, training and and getting in a uniform again this April. But uh, if that's not going to happen, the the next best thing is having him part of our event. So we are very hopeful that Ryan and Heather will be there with us uh, as they have been for so many years.
0: That's not a no, Kelly. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. And speaking of Ryan Zimmerman and all of the, you know, famous folks who show up and support and give their money and their time, Jose Andres and Carla Hall in the past, this year Tom Calicchio, Andrew Zimmern, and Spike Mendelson, so many more. It's good that all these people come together, people buy tickets at capitalfoodfight.org. What does, Mike, to wrap us up, DC Central Kitchen do? What's the mission and how has it changed over the last year and a half getting people food and getting people jobs?
3: sure well I, I i should say quickly tommy that this year we're also having a returning guest our our host our judge Mani chuhan who is one of the top stars on, on on the food network and a new arrival this year is kristen kish who kicked ass in chef uh top chef season 10 and is doing amazingly cool stuff on fast foodies so it's going to be great to have both of them as as part of our our group uh this year but the, the kitchen in short, we use food as a tool to strengthen bodies, empower minds, and build communities um, and And what we have mostly what we have focused on for years is creating pathways out of poverty to self sufficiency for individuals who have faced immense barriers to employment, like histories of incarceration, addiction, homelessness, abuse, or other traumas uh, through jobs to job training program to get them jobs in the hospitality industry and while we 're doing that we've been providing meals to organizations and areas of our city that need it the most. So, you know, ironically, in some ways for the 33 years or 31 years, we we really spent a lot of time telling people that we're not about food. But during the pandemic, we've been all about food, meeting the community where they are, what they need. And that has been food. We've done over 6 million meals uh, over the last two years. Uh, We've delivered over 3 million pounds of produce in grocery bags. Uh, we've been able to put in over three million dollars to into local family farms to buy that produce to go into those bags that actually uh, enabled many of those families to keep that land that had been in their in families for generations that they would have lost because of the pandemic. Uh, so it, it's been um, an incredible experience to be down here every day working with the men and women, all of whom are graduates of our culinary job training program seeing them the the pride the dignity the love the respect that they put into this food that's gone out to our community uh and and as we celebrate the restaurant industry uh, on uh, april 7th i also want to celebrate the incredible commitment of the men and women of dc central kitchen uh, as they've really stepped up to the plate after sometimes years of being marginalized in in this community uh really answering that call and saying yes we're here we're going to do whatever we can and we're going to we're going to do it wonderfully and beautifully
0: what is DC Central Kitchen's job training program, or how does it fit into the larger issue we're having of a workforce shortage? You've got sure. all these graduates, and you've got all these people coming through. Are, is your program like really a,
3: a, a key piece to fixing that? Well, we, we hope so in the long term, Tommy. Um, it, for part of the pandemic, we've actually had to put our pro, the training program on, on a hiatus just for safety and health reasons of our staff, as well as the students. So we, we are slowly uh, gearing back up and connecting with all of our partners in the hospitality industry so that we, we will indeed have well-trained individuals to step into these roles. And many of our alumni are are being hired now. We just graduated our our class about two weeks ago. They are stepping into jobs um, that that, uh, the restaurants need need these folks so desperately. So again, I think we will have this great relationship with the D.C. Central Kitchen and the restaurant and hospitality industry to to get back on our collective feet uh, and help our community get back to that place we all want to be.
0: You just love to see it. Mike Curtin from D.C. Central Kitchen, thanks for joining us. Capital Food Fight April 7th in person. Maybe with Ryan Zimmerman, Kelly. Rock,
3: rock on. <laughs> we'll see you all there. Thank you all so much. We can't wait.
0: Capitalfoodfight.org. Thanks a lot, Mike. A huge thanks to Mike Curtin and the whole team at the DC Central Kitchen. It's going to be awesome. It's back where I'm seeing April 7th. DC's baddest night to do good comes back to the anthem. It's the DC Central Kitchen Capital Food Fight. Tom Colicchio, Andrew Zimmern, Spike Mendelson, and more. It's going to be Awesome. Dozens of chefs. The battling chefs go head-to-head. It is a fabulous time. Awesome auction. So many great things. We'll see you at Capital Food Fight. CapitalFoodFight.com org. Have you picked out your outfit yet, Kelly?
1: Um, I haven't, but you know that they said there was this uh, story that came out during the pandemic that was like, when Taylor Swift goes on tour, that's when you can officially say that the pandemic is over, like this is an indicator. Mm -hmm. I think it's when the capital food fight returns in person. Yeah. And there is a lot of talk of saying that this is now going to be an endemic. So maybe, you know, it's not, maybe it's not a coincidence.
0: (laughs) I would like to end the demic personally, (laughs) but yes. yes, totally. No more Demics. Can the can the Demics please just take all the seats for a minute? We're done Demicking. If we can just stop Demicking for a bit, that'd be great. we got bigger problems yes. to worry about. My goodness. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Like That is a, a sign that nature is healing.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: We will see you out there. And thanks for joining us this morning. If you listen to podcasts, the best thing you can do is shoot our link around to like three or four or 112 of your closest friends and give us a five-star rating, even if you feel we don't deserve it.
1: Oh, I think we deserve it.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next time.